paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. All right, and we are back. Episode number two of season two of the Kickback Pod. We're back. JD, Fobbs, you know the deal. Once again, shout out to once again, everyone, everyone who's been listening to the pod, who's been listening to basically every episode. You guys are amazing. Thanks for all the feedback over on Instagram as well, man. You guys have been great. How you been, Fobbs? Man, I'm a good. I'm busy at the moment. As you know, I've moved into my new apartment. I moved in not yesterday, but the Sunday before that. And let me tell you, one of my strengths is not building IKEA furniture, man. I suck at that shit. Who's actually good at that, man? My girlfriend, oh, <laughs> which um... which which causes not not friction, but like then she's bossing me around because she's better than me at it. And then as soon as I make like a tiny mistake, she's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" I'm like I'm like relax, it's fucking IKEA, man. Um, so so that's been stressful. Not her, just building stuff. Like also because some of the stuff is fucking massive. Like we've got two closets that are like two meters thirty five high, right? So that's like. That's like Dirk Nowitzki, taller than Shaq levels, right? Yeah. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not short, but I'm not the tallest guy in the world. <laughs> and so it's fucking difficult putting this stuff together. What about the sneakers? Where are you gonna where are you gonna put them in the new flat? So I put them on top of the uh, first closet, like in between the top of the closet and the um, ceiling. Ceiling. And then I've got several pairs in the cellar. I bought like a nice um, shelving unit for the cellar so that it's all organized. And I've got a few in this room, which is the office room. Um, still, it's still a point of discussion. What I'm like, I want to put them in a shelf here, but Hannah, my girlfriend, doesn't want me to put them in a shelf here. So we're still we're still negotiating. Yeah, like the cellar. See, I don't know about the cellar because I assume your cellar is like in the basement of your building. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a new building, so it's a dry, uh, it's a, like a dry cellar. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah, one of those okay. Altbau, like wet kind of dingy cellars. Yeah, that that's like the one I have. But but the thing is, like, how do you like every every day when you're deciding like what shoes to wear? Like you're gonna go all the way down to your cellar and get the shoes? No. So so right now I've got my winter shoes upstairs and okay. most of my like summer shoes downstairs, and then I've also got like my not really investment shoes, but the ones that are a little bit more expensive, right? Like the Nike off-whites, the, the OG ones. Um, okay, I've got okay. I've got them up here because like in case anyone ever goes into my cellar, I don't want like the valuable shit getting stolen. So yeah, valuable sure. stuff and stuff that I need to wear in my rotation is up here. And then, you know, most of the stuff downstairs, yes, I won't be wearing it that often, but maybe once a month, once every few months, I'll go down and maybe switch a few pairs or be like, oh, fuck, I haven't worn the Pata Air Max 1s in a while. Bring those up and bring like the Amama Nier 1s down. Um, that's that's my plan. Let's see if it actually works. Yeah, so I kind of have this issue too. Like I'm wondering about storage in my flat because like the sneakers are just overflowing right now. The sneakers need to start paying rent at some point. Yeah, man, it's, they it's, take up so much space too. Like one yeah. one box takes up so much space. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We keep the boxes too, right? Unlike normal mm-hmm. people. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so like yeah, I was thinking of getting a storage facility, but like all the storage facilities are so far. Like they're pretty much all outside of Berlin, like in Brandenburg. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to drive all the way to Brandenburg to get like a new pair, you know, like it's just, it's just not going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't know what to do. I, I have like a big storage issue right now and I'm trying to figure out what to do. I think we need to do like a, like a big storage episode at one point when we both figure it out, but right? We, we haven't figured it out. That's what so. I'm saying. Once, once we figure it out, we need to do a big storage episode and like let everyone in the world yeah. know what the key storage details are yeah I, th- I think i need to just have like a big fire sale too just like get rid of <laughs> get rid of everything stop being so attached to shoes <laughs> this is also true i think i i do need to cap it i think i'm at like 75 pairs and i think 50 is a good number 50 is you still actually a lot have of 75 yeah wow you know what because like i've been to your place many times and like i always i'm like either you're hiding the sneakers really well somewhere because I, I don't see the sneakers. I see like you have like that, like that little storage thing when you first walk in. Uh, yeah. There's a few sneakers there. But then like besides that, I'm like, where are the rest of your shoes? Uh, so, so in the old pad, I had like I had at least 30 pairs under my bed. Like no joke, 30 oh, pairs under the okay. bed. And then I had a, like, uh, again, another like 20 to 30 pairs on top of a closet that was in the hallway to the bathroom. So it wasn't a closet that you saw that often and it was just stacked all the way up to the ceilings. So uh, yeah, you're right. Like I actually stored my shoes better in my old apartment, which is 30 square meters smaller than this new one because we also don't have a bed yet. So I can't put anything under the bed. <laughs> so that, so you got, it seems like you got plenty of storage tips. You, you have figured out exactly how to hide your sneakers like from your girlfriend's like direct vision you know exactly that's the key right like if you want to live with your girlfriend and she's not into sneakers you can have as many shoes as you want as long as she can't see them yeah nice so guys so in this episode today it's been kind of quiet let's be honest in the sneaker world uh it's been a pretty quiet start to 2022 so we thought for this episode uh we're gonna do an unpopular opinions episode Unpo- obviously everything sneaker related of course we don't want it getting out of hand <laughs> just like yeah, vaccines don't work no just kidding just kidding <laughs> i'm triple vax like disclaimer i i believe that they work that was a joke <laughs> yeah exactly so it's, we're gonna keep it sneaker related unpopular opinions i got three fobs has three so uh yeah we're gonna get into that um, but yeah, man, besides that, like, let's, let's get into pickups, the usual, you know, um, you want to go first this time? Tell me what you yeah. picked up, what, so what you have picked up. I've got two pairs of shoes and then a couple other pickups, um, that I want to share, which I'm very proud of. Uh, so the one that I don't know if you saw my story today, but it was the pair of Lilith, New York city, um, shoes. It's, it's actually a women's brand and they use a Vibram sole. And uh, I just interviewed the founder, Sarah, um, about the brand. The interview is going to be going live on High Snowbody in the next two or three weeks. And um, it's it's a wonderful brand because uh, she pulls a lot of inspiration from her, you know, for her parents' heritage, um, but also her kind of growing up in Queens, New York, and, uh, you know, everyone being kind of into sneakers and, and it being all about like who has the freshest kicks. And then also like a lot of um, personal, you know, inspiration from like being a woman and, you know, sneakers mostly catering to men or sneaker brands mostly catering to men. So she wanted to create a women's sneaker that was unlike other women's sneakers on the market, um, which which I, I love, like the sneaker super dope, the Vibram sole 
incredibly comfortable. And Sarah and her team have used some really, really nice materials on it too. Uh, yeah, that was the first time I've even heard of this brand. Like the when you when you put it on your on your stories, but yeah, I mean they do, they do look pretty interesting. I might even reach out to them if I you know want to get some of those shoes on my channel. Yeah, but yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. It kind of reminds me. Well, those shoes kind of remind me of the, you know, those Jaden Smith um, New Balance sneakers. Mm, yeah, like with the like the bumpy big outsole, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, I I, I like them. I. I have to say, like, I'm not a huge fan of the strap on the forefoot. I would probably remove that, but that's because I'm generally not a big strap fan, like uh, on the Air Trainer and and all those kind of shoes. Like even on the Air Nike Air Yeezy twos, I would probably take the strap off, even on the ones. Um, but yeah, so that that was one pickup. Then uh, I got a pair of Reebok Beatniks. You know, Beatniks like the mm-hmm. um, where like the mule sandal sneaker. And they're surprisingly comfortable. Uh, they're I, I got them in a, like a blue Primaloft colorway. Um, never would have been a shoe that I would buy myself. I was obviously seated this pair by Reebok. Uh, you know, shout out the Reebok team. Um, very very nice pair. I think if you wear them with socks, you can even wear them in the winter uh, because it covers kind of the top part of your foot, the front part of your foot. So that was one pickup that um, I might wear when it gets a little warmer. And then uh, my non-sneaker pickups, which I'm super proud of, is I got uh, some Eames chairs, which, uh, you know, I, I splashed a bit of cash on the chairs okay, for my apartment. Okay. Yeah, a very grown-up purchase because my girlfriend and I would, you know, went back and forth, like, what chair should we get? And then we we wanted, like, the, the Eames Vitra chair, right? But we were looking at, like, ikea and other places that had like copies of it and then i was like you know what fuck it why why don't we just get the real thing you know because then it's better quality it'll last longer they have nicer colors uh you know you know it's going to arrive and like it's going to work and fit together and all that kind of stuff so uh, we got four of those for the dining table that has not arrived yet (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah that's probably like my my biggest pickup probably will be the biggest pickup for the rest of the year too just because they're relatively expensive like do you know how much chairs cost like if you if you go designer like it's insane to be honest i like i leave my girlfriend to do all of that shopping (laughs) for the house so i have no idea how much does a designer chair cost dude i mean you can get like like four five hundred is like the base price per chair and then for one chair for one chair and then obviously you need at least four right um i saw like when we were browsing and and we really like that like Nordic style, like the um, Scandinavian interior, kind of like mm-hmm. minimalist, whatever, lots of wood. Dude, a wood chair will cost like 900 euros or 1100 euros. And then if you're buying four of those, you're at like four or five grand, which is insane. Dude, um, like, that's crazy, man. So if you're, if you're trying to make lots of money, like resell chairs, you know, like vintage chairs, like I, I feel like you can make a decent amount of money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that's what all these guys over at uh, like the flea markets here in Berlin. They're, oh, yeah. li- they're literally like finding chairs for free, like on the street that people are throwing away in Berlin because, you know, there's people living here from like the 1920s, you know, <laughs> and, and and they're just reselling them for like hundreds more at these markets. Yeah, you just refurbish them a little bit and yeah. then you can make a decent amount of money. But what about you? What would you pick up? Man, it's funny, like that you mentioned you picked up some chairs. I've also been upgrading the house <laughs> over nice. the last uh, couple of weeks. I bought so I first got some smart lights. Uh, oh philips hue the philips hue exactly very nice yeah. you're gonna so I, you're gonna have to tell me how you like them over the next few weeks because i want to get some as well 
I, I actually just ordered them, so they haven't even arrived yet. Um, but but I ordered like a whole bunch, like for the lamps, for the for the ceiling lights. So I'm gonna basically make my entire flat like a smart flat. That's dope. And I ordered a new carpet yesterday too. Uh, oh, like, okay. New year, I got like this Persian style carpet, and also the biggest purchase of all, I bought a uh, air purifier. Oh. <laughs> Health Dyson, is wealth, man. Dyson air purifier, 700 euros for this beast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and the reason why is because I visited my friend's place over the weekend and he had one of those. Mm-hmm. And like, he didn't even, I didn't even have to like know that there was a purifier in the house because like I walked into his flat and I'm like, I'm just like, I f- I f- it feels really like fresh in here. <laughs> like it didn't feel like one of those old Berlin flats. And then he was like, yeah, it's this purifier thing. And I'm like, that's it. I was like immediately convinced. I'm like, that's like, I'm, I'm buying this. So what does sure. it do exactly? Like it, so, it just cleans the air or what? Exactly. Like there's a shitload of particles in the air at all times that are going into your lungs. And so, so it, it basically completely filters out all those particles. And the other thing is like whatever bad smells you have in the house, especially sneakerheads like us, it gets rid of all of them. So like your house is always smelling nice. So and, like and even if you cook some like curry or exactly. like 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 Thai food or something, it gets rid of that smell. Exactly because it's portable too. So whenever he's cooking, he just moves it to the kitchen, um, and it gets rid of all the smells. So I'm like, dude, I need this. I didn't even know this thing existed. So I, I might I might have to get one as well because we we have an open kitchen now, and so yeah. like when you fry stuff, whatever, like the living room smells for a couple hours unless you open all the windows, which you know is cold in the winter. Um, but I'm wondering, is it different to a, like an air humidifier? Yes. Yes. A humidifier has a completely different purpose. And the one that I bought, if I spent an extra 200 euros, it came with like a built-in humidifier, but then I'm like, I'm like, I'm already 700 euros deep. I I, I can't, I I can't do another 200, man. Like (laughs) makes sense. But the humidifier basically just adds moisture to the air. It's mainly for like your skin so that like, you don't get like dry skin and all that. Mm-hmm. But what this is doing is this is actually like purifying the air, getting rid of smells. So it's 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 a completely different device. Okay, I need to look into this because I think anything Dyson is crazy. I mean, their prices are also wild, but yeah. um, they've got like the wildest like air fans and uh, like what would like the vacuum cleaners are like super high tech. So I, I need I need to look into this uh, purifier business. Dude, I, I can't believe we've spent all this time <laughs> talking about about humidifiers and chairs. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I think know. that the people will, will appreciate like a nice little break from all we, the sneaker stuff. Yeah, see, that's how quiet it's been in the sneaker world, guys. This is <laughs> this is what we're talking about right now. If we haven't already lost your attention and you haven't switched to another podcast, shout out to you. Uh, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my sneaker pickups because I've been picking up a shitload of sneakers and um, going back to our previous episode, when I talked about my new year's resolutions, I made a resolution that I'm going to try out new brands this year. And I was very serious about that because I went ahead and copped some Salomons and I, I copped the XT six and dude, I love them, man. They look super hard. So, so I copped this uh, beige looking pair that has like a pink kind of outsole super colorway man the colorway is super hard and it's not the most comfortable shoe i talked about it in my review um i guess because it's meant for hiking but like i'm i'm digging the look you know like I, I feel like when i put those on like i feel like i can i can just conquer the streets i can conquer the mountains 
I'm just, just climb like, Mount Everest. I can I can do whatever you know. Like no, like nothing's gonna be in my way. Like these Solomons are gonna get me to the top of where, of where I need to go. <laughs> so like, and they just they look really good, you know. They look really good with like a nice neutral like earth tone type outfit. So I'm I'm really feeling those. Um, so that was pickup number one and first non Nike Adidas Jordan New Balance uh, sneaker that I copped this year. Uh, I also copped a pair of Asics, which haven't arrived yet, so I can't tell you my like review on them. But I did get the Asics and Awake New York nice. uh, collab on the Gel Cayano Twenty One on discount, right? Fifty percent off. Very 50% nice. Fifty percent off. Uh, so I got them for ninety six euros shipped, which is a pretty good, pretty damn good steal. So um, very excited to get those in hand. Uh, another one that I copped, uh, and you guys would have probably already seen my review last week, was the New Balance 550 United Arrows. Uh, this was a Japanese exclusive pair of 550s, and it it is the only 550 to release so far that has an entire suede upper uh, instead of the leather that we normally see. And the suede is just insane. It's super, super, super nice suede. You got to check out my video if you haven't already. Um, I did a TikTok actually. Another one of my resolutions, which was to do TikTok every day, which I have been doing. Uh, I did a TikTok for this particular shoe, and it took me maybe like two minutes to film the TikTok, edit it, post it, like two to five minutes that whole process. And that TikTok got like two hundred thousand views, and and I was like. What the hell am I doing on YouTube, man? <laughs> like, why am I wasting my time on YouTube? Like, my the YouTube video that I did for those same shoes took like maybe five or six hours to film, to to uh, edit, to post, uh, all the other stuff you got to do with it, your SEO and all that. It took me like six hours to do. I got like eight thousand views on it, <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I've been missing out this whole time. <laughs> Nice. So did, did you get like a nice amount of followers from that? Yeah. Yeah. So like my, well, my TikTok audience grew like 500 uh, after oh, nice. posting that. And I also, I noticed like the views on my YouTube video for that shoe uh, increased quite a lot, like after I posted the TikTok. So I guess people came over to YouTube. So yeah, I think that's, I might start doing, actually, I will start doing that going forward. Like any shoe I review, I'll put out the YouTube video and then do a little TikTok for it just to drive more traffic. It's pretty good. Uh, it's worked really well on this New Balance. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that was a little bit off topic, but I really, really like those shoes. And the last pickup, which just came in today, um, I don't know if you recognize this pair of Jordan 1s that I have in my hand, but mm. this is the this is the Jordan 1 Craft. So it's a very... Was it the one where you can cut the top off? uh i don't think you can actually cut the top off of this one um but it's it's like a very like cut and paste type of shoe because there's a bunch of different materials on here there's also like random 3m panels thrown in there and also like i haven't laced them up yet but the laces that come with this pair are actually like two-tone so Mm -hmm. like they start off black and then as you go towards the end it turns pink um so it's a very like it's a very unique pair of ones and the quality on these is just like really really good so way better than pretty much any of the ones we've seen drop over the last few months at least and uh yeah i'm i mean i'm probably not gonna end up keeping this for myself but 
I would say I'm very impressed with this Jordan one compared to pretty much all of the recent Jordan ones that I've dropped over the last couple of months. And I do suggest you guys to pick them up because the prices on StockX right now are pretty, pretty low for this pair compared to the more hyped ones that have way shittier quality and are just not as unique as this one. This one came with like four different pairs of laces too, which is pretty cool. Damn. Um, yeah. That's but a lot yeah. for like a general release shoe. For a general release shoe, yeah, that's a lot. Pretty unique looking box as well. But yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, a lot of pickups, but yeah, those are those were my pickups for the week. Nice. Then let's uh, jump right into the unpopular opinions. Huh? <laughs> Shit, dude. As if, as if like people like hate us, don't hate us already. You know. <laughs> nah, but <laughs> I think was... I feel like unpopular opinions are always more popular than the person thinks. You know what I mean? Yeah, like true, I'm, true. I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be people here that agree with our unpopular opinions, which then doesn't make them super unpopular. But I think the general consensus will be against it maybe we'll yeah. see i think the point of this podcast is to ruffle as many feathers as we can okay <laughs> okay with that with that uh why don't why don't you start us off give us well, we both have three right so yeah uh we'll we'll take turns uh you can go first okay so i've mentioned this in previous episodes uh and it's probably my least controversial one of the three, but I would say that the Yeezy 350 V2 is still a great shoe. All right. So I would say, or I am saying that it's incredibly comfortable, you know, thanks to the boost midsole and the knitted upper. Um, and just because there's, you know, a billion colorways and, and people can't make big money off of them anymore, doesn't mean that the shoe isn't great. It's still the same shoe, you know, that was incredibly popular for at least two full years. The shoe hasn't changed. The design hasn't changed. The materials haven't changed. And I mean, the, the colorways almost haven't changed because it's been the same colorway in different shades over and over again. That's true. Um, right. And, and my opinion is that just because design and style has moved on and, and there's new trends, uh, doesn't mean that the shoe is suddenly less good than it was when it first came out. Uh, and I feel like you could almost apply this to all sneakers, right? So whether it's the Roshi or the Balenciaga Triple S, I'm not going to wear either of those shoes and maybe not even the 350 V2 anymore because trends have moved on. But just because the trends have moved on, you can't say that it's a bad shoe now. The shoe hasn't changed. The Roshi hasn't changed. There was something about the Roshi or the 350 that made it great at that time. And so... If a shoe is great at any specific time, for me, it's a great shoe for the rest of eternity, basically. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I definitely think you started off pretty tame. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not the most controversial thing. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with your points. It's, it's not uh, shitty just because people don't wear like at leisure anymore. Um, it's still... It's still like the most popular Yeezy of all time. No, nobody can deny that. And it is, you know, like it, it was a shoe that when it first came out, every single person like on the planet, you know, wanted that pair. Um, and yeah, it's still, you're right. Like just, just uh, if you're just looking at the shoe objectively, great materials, super, super comfortable, like for a hype sneaker, really one of the most comfortable hype sneakers available. So yeah, I mean it's it's true. It's they're they're still great. Like the hype beast might not like them. Um, definitely, like the hype beast have moved on to dunks or or whatever the hell else they're wearing right now. But 
they're still fire, man. If you like Yeezys, like don't feel like you're not cool anymore just because um, Mr. Hypebeast ain't wearing it. But yeah, I mean, they're still, they're still, they're still fire, man. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess, I guess I did start pretty uncontroversially, <laughs> but let's, let's see if yours is a little bit more unpopular than mine. Um, I, okay. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. Let's see what you'll think. Okay. So my first unpopular opinion, Jordan 11s are trash. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Jordan Ooh. 11s. Jordan 11s, which, which is one of the most popular Jordan models out there, which every year there's a colorway that releases around Boxing Day, around Christmas that sells out immediately. Everyone, people fight, especially in the States, man. People are literally beating each other up for that Boxing Day release. I just don't get it, man. Maybe it's just like, I feel like it's just a shoe that doesn't really translate well in Europe, maybe, because I don't really see too many Europeans wearing it. But I just don't think the shoe works off the court. I think on the court, it looks amazing. Like if you're just playing ball, it looks great. I think with a with, you, with some crew neck, crew, not crew neck, crew socks um, and just shorts. I think they look great. You try to wear them with any outfit. I think they look terrible. Like it, it just doesn't look like a shoe that works for lifestyle purposes, in my opinion. And also, I'm just a general hater of patent leather. And a, a, a lot of people say like they hate patent leather too, but they make exceptions for the 11s. I disagree. I think they even look trash on the 11s. Um, so like patent leather for me just doesn't work on anything. Um, so that's that's part of the reason why I like the, why I dislike 11s. I've never liked them. I've there's, I've never seen a pair of 11s that I like wanted. And uh, I, I think this goes back to like I think most basketball sneakers don't really work. For lifestyle purposes, there's really a few. Like obviously the the ones and the fours and the twos and to a lesser extent the twos, but the threes for sure. Um, I just don't think the elevens work for lifestyle, but that's just my opinion. I think I would agree with you that they're more difficult to style than other ones. I wouldn't. I I would disagree. I think they still work. I still th- think they look good. I think you just need to it's, it's just more difficult to make them look good. Right. Like I think because they're so there, there is such a sleek profile and because the ankle collar is so firmly around the ankle, right. It's like very, very sleek. So any pants you wear are going to go over them. Right. So you have to find the right cropped pants that kind of half go over them, half don't. Um, I don't know. I, I've, I've I would say that, that there's, I'd say there's definitely uglier ones, man. Like, like even from the OG, like most favorite ones, I would say that like maybe like the sixes, the sevens are worse than the 11. Oh yeah. Um, The fives are terrible. Um, I don't know. I, I I like the 11s. I like the 11s. I, 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 I'm with you. Like, I think the sixes have aged six, sevens, eights. I think they've aged terribly. Like they don't really work too well, uh, for, for nowadays, but like, I didn't think that was like as controversial of a thing to say, uh, because I feel like yeah. a lot of people feel like that. But the 11s is such a like a loved silhouette. And I personally just don't get why. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, that's my first uh, unpopular opinion, man. Jordan 11s, not my thing. I wonder I wonder how people are going to react. Like, uh, I, I feel like our listeners I think there's some Jordan heads there, but there's also like our listeners are very varied too. There's a lot of New Balance heads and a lot of people who like different kinds of shoes. So um, it'll be interesting to see how you guys uh, respond to to Josh's uh, shout out to the. Oh, don't hate out. me, man. It's just it's just it's just <laughs> just one guy's opinion. 
Yeah. No. So, um, okay. I mean, that's a good start. I think it was a, it was a bit of a hotter take than my first one. Um, <laughs> I hope that my second one makes up for that. Um, so I, I don't really know how to say this. I think that it might not be unpopular, but it's definitely controversial because I think that a lot of others have this opinion, but I think there's just as many, if not more people who say, fuck it, this is just part of sneaker culture nowadays. My unpopular opinion number two is resell has somewhat ruined sneaker culture. And but but I, is but doesn't everyone think that? No, I would I feel like a lot of people would say that it's just part of sneaker culture and it's resell has been around forever, right? Like people have bought and sold sold sneakers forever. Yeah. So I would say that I'd say it's controversial in the sense that like it's pretty split at least with a lot of people that I've talked to at work or, you know, over Instagram or whatever, I know everybody does it, right? Like I fucking do it. Uh, And I'm not talking about resellers, like the resellers who buy hundred pairs. I talk about like just resale in general. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's because of like, I'm, I'm not saying this in the sense that making money off of sneakers has ruined sneaker culture because that aspect has been around forever. Right. Um, I think, Uh, It's just been taken into overdrive now. My point is more that the profit that can be made has overtaken the reason why profit can be made in many instances. And by that, I mean, take the 1985 OG Air Jordan 1, for example, right? Nowadays, I have a feeling with some younger, you know, or newer, I should say, sneakerheads, they think the OG from 1985 is special because it's worth 10 to 15 K and not because it's an original release from 37 years ago, you know? And I would, I would argue that a lot of people out there see the monetary value as something that validates a sneaker before the actual design, the storyline or the history of the sneaker. Um, You know, so that's why you'll see like, Oh, like this sneakers coming out. Like what are the, uh, what's it called? Like expected resale value or whatever. Um, and I think making resale so easy has played a big role in that, right? So you've got StockX, you've got Goat, and they've all made buying and selling sneakers really easy, which is you know, good for many reasons because it's, it, it, it has democratized it. It's made it easier to get region-exclusive sneakers. So I don't have an issue with resale in that sense. I just think that resale has dumbed down sneaker, the sneaker community. I feel like I talk to a lot of sneakerheads and they don't know that much about shoes or brands or people behind the brands. They don't know who Tinker Hatfield is or Bill Bowerman or whatever. And it's because they've come into it through resale and through the money that can be made. And I think that when the sneaker bubble ever bursts, if it does, you know, a lot of people move on to the next hot thing or whatever. And in my opinion, those aren't sneakerheads. Those are vultures, you know, that jump from one hot thing to the next. Mm-hmm. And sneakerheads will still collect sneakers even when the mainstream hype is over. And again, I think I need to stress that I don't mean the act of making money on sneakers has ruined it, but just the fact that that has become so prominent that people are now basically not knowledgeable about sneaker culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. Like, I, I, I feel like, especially with the younger demographic, they like the way that they determine whether or not a sneaker is cool is based on what that sneaker is reselling for. 
you know like if 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 it if it's sitting if it's sitting you know like as they say if it's sitting that means it must be a shitty sneaker um that that's kind of just thinking right now i know like when i wear some of my like more i guess valuable stuff like uh sometimes i wear like my off whites from the 10s like the the unc ones i'll get people messaging me sometimes on instagram saying bro how can you wear that man have you seen what they're worth and i'm like <laughs> like i'm like it's a fucking shoe man like I, i'm wearing them because i need to get from point a to point b so it's a fucking shoe like i like this shoe i like how it looks and i'm gonna fucking wear it so but but he, I, i totally get what you mean it's funny that that was your unpopular opinion number two because my unpopular opinion my second unpopular opinion is Sneaker resellers are not bad people. <laughs> <laughs> See, so th- that's why it's actually perfect because even within this dynamic, it's it's it, both sides are unpopular. And yeah. and I think maybe I should have rephrased it and not said that resale has ruined sneaker culture, but rather that, and this is going to sound really shitty and I don't mean it the way I'm saying it, but a lot of sneakerheads are really dumb and don't know what they're talking about. That's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> If I can just hey. go on like an old man, 28 year old man rant, just listen, people. His name think- is Fabian Gorsler, <laughs> guys. Uh, this is Fabian from the Kickback Pod. <laughs> that is a direct quote from Fabian Gorsler. I'm just heads I- are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's why I didn't mean it like I obviously don't mean it like that. I think that it's always good for new people to enter any community, whether it's, you know, like I'm a big football fan. So like soccer fans, all that kind of stuff. I think what you need to do when you enter a community is make an effort to learn about that community. Right. And not just come in and have a very superficial knowledge and then declare yourself a sneakerhead or a, or a sports fan, because you're not, you're just kind of along for the ride a little bit, you know, like riding the wave and then you're going to jump off when, when you reach the beach. Uh, I think it's super important just to have like a, a a solid foundational knowledge of the community, of the brands, of the products, why it's important, the subcultures, all that kind of stuff. And that's, I think, at least I hope that's where like podcasts like ours come in and like your YouTube videos and, and stuff like that, where hopefully that stuff is out there for people to then read and consume and learn more about, you know, there's nothing that I want more than to like learn for myself but also like help other people learn and become bigger fans because the community is so great when there's more people like us who are super into it you know so that's what i'm trying to say like i wish that some people were more into sneaker culture yeah i i totally agree with that i like my uh opinion had more to do with like the people themselves like the people who are reselling so the resellers because these like benjamin kicks exactly like like these people are like absolutely seems like loathed by the sneaker community i go on like sneaker reddit forums and like i see people saying like oh these sneaker these fucking resellers man like i can't believe they're charging those kind of prices that's the quote i hear the most like i can't believe the resellers are charging these many prices and i just i'm gonna take it back and say it again resellers are not bad people and i'm also gonna say resellers are not the people who set the price guys like the prices of what shoes go for on the resale market is determined by you the people who buy the shoes that's how supply and demand works if a reseller goes into a store right now and um, buys up all the jordan ones whatever uh, some newest jordan one that comes out 
and decides to put them up on StockX for he'll say, oh, I'm going to just I'm going to set the price of five hundred dollars. And if you guys decide that's way too much, I'm not going to pay five hundred dollars for that. What's this reseller going to do? He's going to bring it down. He's going to bring it down. He's going to keep bringing it down further and further and further until people buy the shoes. It's you guys who see these high prices and still somehow think it's acceptable to buy the shoes. So it's it's what so going back to what you said, you know, like reselling has kind of ruined the game. I actually take it back one level. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's actually this consumerist mindset that has kind of ruined sneakers. So I don't know who to blame that on. You can blame that on the brands, the way they market their sneakers out nowadays they you know they they released leaks or and try to create that demand and create the hype and it's just like hype cycle that adds to a lot of this consumerist mindset and people feel that they need to buy every shoe they need to get every colorway of every sneaker so like i think that first of all nobody needs that many shoes and i i think this like this consumerism is the disease and resellers are just a symptom of that disease so there's resellers who exist in any market where demand is more than supply. There's resellers who exist in like whatever, like concert tickets. Uh, there's resellers who exist in in property. I know from uh, being someone from Toronto, which has like a super high like property market, like boom in property market. All these property resellers from China came in and like bought a lot of condos there and started flipping them, reselling them just to make some profit. Like and that boosted up the price. Uh, yeah, there, there's resellers who exist everywhere in any market where there's way more demand than supply. So if you want to, you know, put an end to that, just stop paying so much money for these shoes and these resellers will go away. They'll move on to something else. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like these guys are not evil people. They're just they're just trying to m- take advantage of an opportunity that exists, which is people are willing to pay ridiculous amounts of money for shoes. Yeah, I Again, I, I would agree with the the main point that they're just taking advantage. But even even that, you know, they're taking advantage. Um, no, but I, I would never like say that you know so and so is a bad person because they've resold shoes. Do they contribute to a problem? Of course, yes, they're part of a problem, right? But they're not the problem. They're um, not the cause of the problem, right? They're a symptom of the problem. The sim- exactly. Uh, That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I think we're aligned on that. Um, let's see, let's see how aligned everyone else is. But I think everyone, I think most people will agree that uh, resale can suck, but it only sucks because there's people out there that are willing to pay these crazy prices that you know drives everything up. Yeah, that's it. All right. So my final, my third and final one, and <laughs> I'm wondering how how you're going to react to this because. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was going to, so my, my final, uh, unpopular opinion is that sneakerheads don't know what good quality is because <laughs> you were just saying about the Air Jordan ones. So I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> but let, let, let me, let me, let me walk everyone through this first. So I see a lot of people gushing over kind of generally shoes or dunks, Jordans, whatever, saying that, you know, the leather is good. And my opinion is that 90% of Nike sneakers have terrible, terrible, terrible quality. And so because those shoes have such terrible quality, 
just average quality seems good. You know what I mean? So I think if you're talking about good quality in the context of other sneakers out there, yes, there's certain Jordan releases, there's certain Dunks, there's certain Asics releases, there's certain New Balance releases that have much better quality than these really shitty ones. We saw that, right? We talked about it with the with the Nike Dunks in 2020 and 2021. There was a huge shift in quality. I would argue that the Dunks in 2020, at least 80% of them, had average quality and 2021 was below average quality, which means that the average quality seems better, right? And then people say like, oh yeah, like 2021 sucks, 2020 so much better. So much better, but it's still average in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that a lot of people who buy shoes don't really understand you know, the construction techniques and how shoes are actually put together, what grades of quality are for different leathers, um, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I, I personally, I would say that it's very rare that I'm actually impressed by Nike or Adidas or sportswear quality. And I would say that it, New Balance doesn't even impress me. It's just that they, on a base level, have a higher average quality than other brands, in my opinion, right? Like they're made in USA, made in UK stuff. I would argue that it's probably also not a super high quality shoes, but in the context of sportswear brands and the quality that sportswear brands make, it's pretty decent quality. Um, and I actually wrote a whole piece on this for High Snobody's next magazine, which comes out in March. I interviewed a lot of people, a lot of designers, a lot of brands. Um, but yeah, let me let me know what you think. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I actually completely agree with you on this one about... Uh we've we've gotten so used to super shit quality shoes that even something half decent seems like premium to us um yeah to- totally agree with you when it comes to nike especially man those dunks which the new ones are it's pretty much like plastic or whatever material they're using there it's not leather i don't know what they're using on oh, those it's dunks, terrible. but it, it's terrible and a lot of a lot of the sportswear brands, um, and you know, I say sportswear brands, it, it can be any brand, but the sportswear brands I would say are the biggest culprits of this is they're putting a lot of the pretty stuff on the outside, right? So, and again, I'm not an expert by any means, right? But this is just from what I've heard through conversations, from from personal experience. Let's say like uh like one of the collaborative dunks, I think the slam jam dunk had like a really nice leather, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the dunk highs. I th- as far as I understand it, a lot of these sportswear brands will put the pretty stuff on the outside. So they'll put like the nice buttery suede on the outside. They'll put like a nice supple leather on the outside. But what's what's the filler? You know, what's the heel counter made out of? Is it just paper? Is it like cardboard? And most of the time, you're obviously not going to cut up a slam jam dunk, right? But if you cut it up, you'll see that it's really just the outside and the immediate inside that's decent quality. And then the rest is still the same subpar generally's quality. And so they're kind of window dressing it to make consumers make us think like, oh, fuck, like I locked out. I got this really, really dope quality shoe. Um, And I think it's an industry wide problem. I think that, you know, brands have to want to make better quality stuff, but obviously making higher quality stuff is more expensive and will hurt their bottom line. They're still going to be multi-billion dollar companies, right? If they don't, um, if, if they just make that slight increase in quality. But uh, yeah, too many times I see on my timeline, people with like the newest GR or whatever saying like, oh, this is amazing quality. It's good quality in relation to terrible quality shoes. But, but if you compare it to actual good quality shoes, there's no contest. 
Yeah, dude, I totally agree with you. There's this there's this YouTube channel that I've watched a few videos on, uh, Rose Anvil. Um, oh, some of you guys, the dude who cuts the shoes apart. Yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, the guy who cuts. He 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 makes. Uh, yeah, he he does. This is how he makes a living. He just like cuts open all these shoes and and shows them on YouTube, uh, and uh, it's very interesting. Like he he. he basically was saying exactly what you said fabian which is that these brands are just on the outer layer putting the good stuff because when you cut it open you see like the inside is just like filler uh terrible quality leather or whatever like just that you get this thin outer layer of decent leather and yeah he's cut up a bunch of shoes just to prove exactly that including i think the shattered backboards um so it's 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 actually uh yeah it's true man it's true that's what the brands are doing um, just to uh, just to further elaborate on your point, I know like when I've seen some not so popular brands, not so big brands, like uh, I don't know if you've heard of Collegium, uh, for example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. They, they make some. I don't know where they're based out. I think they're based out of uh, California. But um, some of their shoes, like I've seen the quality on those, and like it's super impressive to me compared to anything that Nike does. Um, yeah. So. I do agree with you, though, that it's uh, most people don't really know. I, I don't even think I know, to be honest, what good leather really is. I'll see a New Balance and I'll be impressed with it. But then I know that my frame of reference is a Nike sneaker. So is the New Balance really good or is the Nike just super trash? Yeah, that, that that's a good way to put it. And I think also you mentioned these little brands, right? I think the little brands are more like they're never going to compete with a Nike or an Adidas or a New Balance or an Asics. So what can they do? quality craftsmanship mm-hmm. right and so then okay the shoe will cost two two fifty three hundred euros sometimes like a really good example is norda which is this trail running brand and they use some of the most incredible high quality materials and their shoe costs 280 euros right mm-hmm. it's a very expensive shoe and they know like not everyone can afford a running shoe and they know that some people can only afford a running shoe that costs 60 or 80 or $120 or euros, right? And so that's where these big brands come in and they provide that to these people because everybody should be able to afford a shoe to do sport in or walk around in or feel good in. But Norda wants to push that quality and that eco-friendly, environmentally conscious ethos. And because they're a smaller brand, they can make those decisions, right? Because for them, profit isn't just the bottom line. For them, it's like what sets them apart is the quality, right? Like the, the brand that you mentioned, Collegium. Mm-hmm. I assume it's similar for them. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know quality better than anyone. I just think that quality is overblown in many, many instances, even with collaborative sneakers, you know? Like I know that, for example, the Sean Watherspoon Nike Air Max 197s, right? Like that was corduroy and everyone was like, oh yeah, it's so soft, it's so nice, blah, blah, blah. But then... I've heard that if that shoe wears really terribly, right? Like it gets crinkled and like rips and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's my hot take that just, you know, sneakerheads don't really know what quality is and how can they, if the brands don't educate them about it. Right. And the the brands are never going to do that because they don't want people to know how shit their brand, their, their, uh, their products are. You would only know it if you've been collecting sneakers for a long time and you can compare it to Jordans that came out like five or six years ago. You know then like what real quality or better quality is supposed yeah. to be. Because, yeah, it's it's just gotten progressively worse. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving on to the last uh, hot take for me. Okay. So, I, oh, man, 
people are going to switch off the pod when I say this. But I think in 2022, right now at this moment, Jordan 1 lows are better than Jordan 1 highs. Damn. That okay. is... Uh... That is going to be controversial, but got, uh, let's let's hear let, your reasoning. Let me, okay, let me break it down, all right? So, and I'm saying right now, I don't mean like historically. I mean, right now in 2022, Jordan 1 lows are better than the highs. And I'm talking specifically about those OG cut lows, not the like GR Jordan 1 lows with those ugly Jumpman tongues that are just way too big. I'm talking about like the OG cut ones. So pretty much over the last couple of years, every pair of lows of the OG lows that I've released have been really good. Um, especially when it comes to quality, the quality has been way better on these lows than we've been seeing on 90% of the high tops. Um, and also like, I just think right now uh, with the way f- like fashion is right now, which is most people are not really wearing those like skinny taper type of pants. You're more, more so wearing like carpenter pants or like more baggier jeans. I don't even, I think like high tops kind of get lost in those kind of pants anyways. You don't see that. You don't see the top of the shoe. You just see the bottom. And I think in these kind of pants, my personal opinion, I think the low top ones just look a lot better with these type of pants than the highs. Um, Maybe because of just like the way that shoe is shaped, the the swoosh is just like a little bit lower on them than they are on the highs. So I just think it looks better with, with the trend in fashion, the way it is right now. And, um, also like if, if some of the higher profile collabs that have released over the last, uh, um, year or so, like the Travis Scott fragment ones, the Travis Scott OG ones, uh, both of those, in my opinion, the low top versions look better than the high tops, um, uh, in, in those specific collabs. And yeah, like I, I just find myself right now wearing the lows a lot more, enjoying the lows a lot more and just more excited in general for, any lows that are about to come out the og cut lows like just all the if i'm just if i just start listing some of them that have released over the last couple of years the starfish low is really good neutral gray lows which you said is like your favorite shoe um even like that there was like a green pair i think it was called green glow or something that one too super nice quality really nice colorway um yeah man like the the they've, they've been killing it with the lows they've been actually saving all the good leather for the lows so uh, yeah that's my hot take 2022 the jordan one low has surpassed the jordan one high so i think that a lot of people are going to disagree with you i agree with you but that's ah, also yes, yes be, but that's also because i'm not a huge high top fan in general right like i am someone who prefers my shoes cut beneath my ankles or at least on my ankle um just comes from you know like the football running background of you know always having low cut shoes and also growing up in asia in thailand the heat was just unbearable and if you had high top shoes like you were sweating bullets Mm -hmm. you know the whole day um and also another reason is that i hate socks like i find (laughs) like i have this like hatred for socks and so i always wear no show socks because like if I could wear no socks, I would, but you know, my feet get sweaty if I don't wear socks. So, <laughs> so, um, I fucking hate high socks. I crew socks. I will only begrudgingly wear them to sport if I have to, uh, even in the winter. Um, and so obviously high tops, you kind of have to wear with high socks. So, um, that's also another reason why I don't like high tops, but I agree with you with everything you said. I think they do look better. The shape, they're more wearable. You can wear them with shorts. You can wear them with long pants. 
um they're just so much more versatile you know yeah dude you're if you were a rapper your your rapper name would be no show because you oh. only you only wear no show socks man i've never seen you with crew socks you are mr no show socks so in your case yeah no show socks do not look good man with the high tops they look terrible with high tops you need the crew it's, top you need the crew uh, socks it's true although i feel like if my if my name was no show then like if i was in a rap battle people could use that against me because you know they're like oh you choke you're no show blah blah, blah. i don't know but but it it, <laughs> it, it works <laughs> people are gonna always be like worried to go to your concerts you know is he gonna show up <laughs> yeah it, that'll be the whole thing you like you pay like the tickets are like dirt cheap but it's like is he gonna show up today nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> he is no show so <laughs> uh, yeah. no but i i think okay so i think are definitely less unpopular between the two of us that I, than i thought but that's yeah uh, we'll we'll see what the reaction is when people listen to it because there might be people who feel very very strongly about high tops who'll be like yo jd i'm never watching another one of your videos no just kidding um oh, uh, whoever's listening uh you guys if you guys have some hot takes uh why don't you send it over to us on instagram uh, or just uh comment down in the the picture of the uh episode that we're going to post right we always post an image of the episode comment it down we're going to read the best ones in the next episode. Uh, so, yeah, we want to hear uh, your hot takes as well. So let us know, because I'm sure some of you guys definitely have some crazy hot takes and we want to hear it. So let us know. I'm going to do a story as well where I'll, I'll do the like the ask us anything kind of thing and be like, just submit your hot takes here and then we'll see what we get. And good idea. Well, we'll read them next week and see if they're spicier than ours. Uh yeah, it'll be it'll be hard to top the Jordan 11s are trash take, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll Maybe see. somebody we'll see. will say Jordan 1s are trash. I'm sure some people feel that way, man. Especially now, I think like, a lot of people feel that way. But we'll, actually, we'll see. I <laughs> I don't think Jordan 1s are trash, but Chicago colorway makes your shoes look like clown shoes. Yo. Don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> Bro no i'm not adding you i'm actually sending you like a handshake right now because i feel the same way man man the chicago colorway sucks like the color blocking on is terrible (laughs) yo okay bro (laughs) we're we're, we're gonna get canceled man like we're i can see the listeners dropping off right now man like (laughs) (laughs) wait you say you saved that one for the very end the chicago colorway is it just it just it just popped into my mind now. I mean, we can we can maybe continue this discussion next week dude, when we start reading other people's. Yo, dude, takes. no, no, let's keep it going, man. I got one <laughs> quick one. I got one quick one too. Sure. The Nike Air Yeezys were all trash. <laughs> oh, even the twos. The twos were better, but the ones, man. Oh, the try, ones are terrible. Try wearing those ones nowadays, man. Like you can't. Those are unwearable shoes. Those they're shoes so are, bad. They're so ugly. <laughs> They're but like, they- but like, they're, I, I gotta have them though. Like, I gotta have them in the collection because they're iconic and they're, and like, they're Kanye's first shoe and like, Kanye is my favorite artist ever, so I need to have it. But that doesn't take away from the fact that they're ugly as hell. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that most people will agree that the ones like, I have a hot take for the ones, but uh, I I don't know if I can say it on air live. <laughs> so- what? <laughs> it's too spicy i'll tell you after we start recording but um yeah 
I think we we just ended it with some bangers. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> and yeah, once again, guys, let us know your hot takes in the comments on our Instagram or DM us. We'll read we'll read out the best ones in the next pod. Uh, all right, so let's move on to just the upcoming shoes over the over the next three weeks. Like we said earlier, pretty quiet time right now. Pretty quiet start to the year. Uh, so there's not a lot coming out. So I'll just quickly start off with the Jordan One in the Marina Blue colorway. This seems like a reverse royal, I guess. Um, to be honest, it's kind of a skip for me. Like I, I don't think it looks that good in a reverse colorway. The the royal. Um, and yeah, so that's coming out on the 21st of January, at least in Europe, it is. I think it's coming out actually much later in the States. The, if I'm the 21st or the 22nd? 21st in New, in Europe, I think. Okay. Uh, it might be coming out a bit later in the States, but, uh, but yeah, so that's one to watch out for. There is another Jordan 1 on the way, which is the Jordan 1 Atmosphere. Uh, this, I think, already released in some countries like Canada. But uh, Europe is going to be receiving it. Um, shit, I don't know the official release. Date, January but... 29th. Okay, you got it. January January 29th. Still a long ways away, actually, from today. Um, yeah. These these this colorway, man. I feel like if back maybe like two years ago when the hype on Jordan ones were like at an all time high, this colorway people would look at it and call it like a Grail colorway. It's 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 very nice. It's it's got like this pink toe. Uh, it's it looks kind of similar to those Art Basel uh, pink colorway that dropped, which 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 like resells for like 10k or something crazy like that. It's kind of a similar colorway to that, and uh, yeah, but unfortunately it is a woman's release, so even if I wanted a pair, I won't be able to get it in my size. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one to watch out for. Jordan One Atmosphere. And yeah, and then any? I I have one more, which is just the Bape Reebok collection drops. I think January 21st or 22nd. Um, that one includes a club C85 with the, you know, the shooting star logo and the, oh, I always mess up this name, the, um, Insta pump fury, uh, in like Bape camo, ABC camo, different colorways, but yeah, it's relatively quiet this week. Uh, as you said, I think, I think the rest of January will be quiet. And then, you know, in Feb, some collabs will start dropping. I can't wait for the Joe fresh goods ones. Um, I don't know what have you heard like what uh what Nothing. model these are going to be it's it's been quiet although I have heard of um we don't know the release date on this and like we haven't even seen this posted anywhere but one of you guys messaged me some pictures of some leaks uh there's going to be a New Balance 2002 collab with Arcteryx which is like yeah and and I saw I've seen pictures of the shoe it looks pretty fire and Considering how hyped Arcteryx is right now, maybe the like if you go on TikTok, which I've been wasting too much time recently on that platform, but if you go on TikTok, there's so many people just dropping like Arcteryx videos. Like they'll buy a pair, they'll buy some Arcteryx and then just go jump in the shower to see if it's waterproof. Um, yeah, so like Arcteryx is just like the hype is just insane on this clothing brand right now. And there is going to be a 2002R collab on the Arcteryx, which, which does look pretty, pretty sweet. Damn. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a big one this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's about it, man. Good episode. A lot of hot takes. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. And yeah, shout out to you once again, if you enjoyed the pot, give it a rating on Apple music, drop a review on, can you review on Spotify? I think you can, right? 
you can I at least like can, yeah you can give a star rating or something but yeah mm-hmm. help us out guys and of course share the love you know spread the pod to your friends anyone you know who's into sneakers uh we it would mean a lot to us and yeah guys uh i guess until next time peace peace